Hey everybody, welcome to Podcasting for Humans. Honest conversations about podcasting problems. Every week, a different podcaster comes on the show and brings a podcast problem, struggle, or doubt to the table, and then we pick it up off the table, look at it, and process it together. I'm Richard Clark. I am the owner of Area Code Audio, a podcasting agency that helps people, organizations, and brands build trust and loyalty through the medium of podcasting. And today, my guest is Ellen Weatherford. Ellen is a wildlife enthusiast living in Washington, and she also, I think maybe like our audience would be fascinated to know that you're a member of Maximum Fun. You're a podcaster at Maximum Fun, which is kind of a big deal in the podcasting space. So congrats <laughs> and welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. It's certainly a big deal for me. It was a huge like dream come true. So That's awesome. Uh, yeah. I'm just as giddy about it. <laughs> it's probably yeah. a lot of people would be to hear about it. <laughs> yes. I would love for you to tell me what is your podcast that you have at Maximum Fun that, that you also want to talk about today? Yeah, so my podcast is called Just the Zoo of Us, which, as mm -hmm. you mentioned, I'm a wildlife enthusiast, so my podcast is naturally an outlet for that passion. It is about wildlife. It is a review podcast where every week, um, either me and my husband or me and a guest expert sit down and review animals by giving them ratings out of 10 in different categories, which is really just kind of a gimmick to give us some structure to really analyze the animals like physiology their physical like adaptations to their environment, their behavior, and then just like how nice they are to like look at and enjoy and how much we like uh -huh. them and really kind of fan like fan out over our favorite animals. And um, just to give you uh, people a sense of like how deep this goes, um, when you think <laughs> of fanning out over animals, people will think sloths, maybe on a good day, raccoons things like that. But I was just, <laughs> I was just listening to the mosquito episode. So it, you go pretty far and wide in terms of what qualifies as an admirable animal, I think. <laughs> they can be deep cuts and they, uh -huh. some of them are a little bit of a big ask for a lot of people, right? Like sure, one yes, of the things we yeah. talked about in the mosquitoes episode, which was with an entomologist who studies mosquitoes. And mm -hmm. we talked about how like mosquitoes are probably the most hated animal in the world, I think. And not for not for no reason. <laughs> They've yeah, done a yeah. lot of damage. You can totally understand that. Um, but, you know, we were kind of going over things like what is their role in the ecosystem? Like, what kind of like, why are they the way that they are? Um, you know, so we do stuff like that. It's, it's not always the charismatic ones. Sometimes yeah. they're creatures I have literally never heard of until I learn about them for the show. Um, so it's, you're always learning something new, I think. That's cool. So tell me about what you love most about doing this podcast. Um, as an, as a sort of professional info dumper, it uh -huh. really gives me an opportunity to like, so in the episodes I do with my husband, uh, we're doing our own notes and we're doing our own research. And then we're basically sharing what we've learned with each other. That is my absolute jam. That's all I ever want to do is do like a deep dive on some obscure topic and then just vomit it onto somebody. <laughs> it is yeah, yeah, my yeah. favorite thing to do in the world. But then on episodes where I'm not doing the 
notes. I'm like learning from a guest. I get to talk to people that I feel like I have no business talking to, right? These are like Smithsonian researchers. And like, these are like the world's (laughs) leading experts on like pretty obscure stuff, right? (laughs) Like like on... sea stars or like deep sea like creatures stuff like that so i get to learn just like these incredible things that i feel like i wouldn't have learned just from like reading a book or going on google or something i get this these perspectives from people who are out there doing the work and doing field work like i talk to people who you know go out to africa and and do field work out there people who go on submarines (laughs) to the bottom of the ocean (laughs) and talk about Mm -hmm. what that stuff is like so i feel like i get to have really fascinating conversations with like what i think are some of the most interesting people in the world and it is just a huge outlet for that That's awesome. So um, tell me what is on your mind today with regards to this show. Yeah, so we have this sort of rigid, fairly rigid structure where mm-hmm. every episode you pretty much know exactly what you're going to get. Um, uh-huh. You know, we have the same sort of, you know, intro do our three ratings, wrap up at the end. It's very repetitive and very formulaic. Um, Intentionally so, right? So that you know Mm -hmm. what you're going to get when you hit play. You kind of know what to expect. And I feel like for me, uh, that is great for (laughs) listeners because you know what you're going to get. You know, you have a pretty good sense of, you know, you know what the format is going to be and how things are going to go. But for me as a creator, I... Am unfortunately a very routine and repetition averse person. Mm. I hate for things to be repetitive. I hate for things to be the same too much. I have like a bad habit of, you know, during times when I was commuting to work, if I went the same way to work too many times, I would have to figure out a different route because I couldn't drive the same way every day because I was just like, if I drive this way again, I'm going to lose it. I couldn't like have the same meal too many times like you know i i hate repetition i hate routine um it's just not what i feel like i thrive in but it's difficult for me to like figure out how to make peace with repetition and make peace with routine yeah i'm curious like how um if the audience didn't matter if you if like the audience was like actually we don't care if it's the same thing every time (laughs) what would what would you do like what would be like the blue sky like what would you do differently? I've thought about, you know, so there have been times where we've broken format. We've done episodes where we were like, you know what? Maybe we were doing something that wasn't going to fit. Like we've talked about like <laughs> Bigfoot. <laughs> like we couldn't do our normal uh, structure with Bigfoot. So we changed up for that. Or like we did That's like so D&D good. classes where we, you know, switched things around for that. So we've broken format sometimes and that's fine. Yeah. You know, nobody nobody's upset about that or anything like that. But I do get the sense where sometimes I just toy with the idea of being like, maybe I should just overhaul the whole thing. You know, like change how we do everything um you know do do a completely different structure or anything it's like there's nothing necessarily saying that we can't you Mm. know it just Mm -hmm. feels like what's been working has been working and i love what we make i love what we put out i think it's great it's a podcast i feel like i would listen to even if i wasn't making it and i'm proud of it but also there's that thing in my brain that's like this is too much of the same we need to do something new (laughs) 
Yeah, that's so interesting. And I want to delve into this because there's a part of me that really relates to this. Actually, video game feelings. I had you on as a guest for that. And that changed two seasons in a row. We had two seasons and it changed both seasons. Like I was definitely like, oh, let's switch it up. Let's change it up. I was sort of increasingly like, what can we do differently? I do think like, yeah, as a creator, you think naturally in that direction. What can we do differently is like a big thing. And And I can see how many episodes have you done now? Over 200. I think the okay. one I'm working on right now is 211 or maybe 212. Um, nice. And most of them have been kind of like the exact same formula. That's like uh, four years since, or something? It is. It's, <laughs> we, I think we hit four years this year. That's so crazy. Congrats. It's a lot. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would that would be a thing for sure. And I, I hosted another podcast called No Chill Enneagram, and we literally, like, basically we talked about the Enneagram. If you don't know what that is, it's basically like a personality test, and Enneagram fanatics would quibble with that description, but that's what it is, <laughs> essentially. So, um, but every, uh, like, every season we would switch it up a little bit, but then we eventually we got so bored of what we were doing that we, like, turned it into, like, a... Oh, TV watch along show <laughs> where we would like watch <laughs> movies and TV and talk about who would be what on the Enneagram. Um, we just completely changed the format. We stayed within that structure. And th- th- there are obviously a lot of options here, right? Like there are a lot of ways to sort of riff on the same theme. And the question is, will people stick around for it? Cause it is risky. And I think even in, in the case of like of a, turning something into a TV watch along is maybe the most extreme version of that because you autom- mm-hmm. automatically are like gating off the audience who may or may not have watched the thing. Um, so you don't have that problem because they, they don't have to be best friends with the animals or something before you talk to them, which is good. Um, we kind of like but, build in this idea that like with every episode, it could be your first one that you've ever listened to and you could uh, yeah. get it and follow along, but also yes. that like, because kids listen, I have to go into it with the expectation that like there's going to be people listening who have no idea what we're talking about. We have to do like yeah. a lot of pretty like base level explanations for things. Which kids and me appreciate. <laughs> and me personally, I'm not yeah. a scientist at all. Like yeah. I don't know. A lot of times I have to ask like my guests, especially like, hey, what does that mean? <laughs> yes. So I, I do wonder like what are the specific moments you feel yourself I'm assuming the feeling you're feeling is boredom, right? Is that the feeling you're having, the negative one? I don't know. I don't know if I would describe it as boredom because, like, every episode is so different. There's always, like, something new that we're talking about or anything. Mm -hmm. It's just this sense that I get of, like... um, it's almost like a grating sort of like abrasive feeling of like, I've said these words and I've said this phrase too many times and it's starting to like scrape on my brain. You know, it feels like a, it feels like a, um, if you've got a, uh, if you've ever had like a metal, like chain link fence or something and it's just opened up uh, the same spot too many times and it starts Mm -hmm. to like grate against the concrete and Mm -hmm. it makes like a kind of sound Mm -hmm. like, that's kind of what it feels like of like i've said this a lot of times and also since i do the editing for the podcast i have to say the words and then listen back to myself saying the words so i'm getting it twofold (laughs) that part hurts that part hurts as someone who knows the feeling of having to edit yourself it is it like that can get really old really fast especially as fast as four years (laughs) it feels like it could (laughs) 
It's <laughs> 200 episodes, and I've edited all 200 episodes. Oh so I've gosh. heard myself say the same thing 400 times now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. I... Yeah, and this is a multifaceted pro- problem, right? Like there are multiple reasons this is happening, and it, and there are multiple like ways in which it's a pain point for you. I do think w- boredom is probably a part of it. I think that's part of the grading. Is is just like it it is not just the words that you hate. It's not like you're saying something that you hate hearing. You liked hearing it maybe the first fifty times, but now that you're saying it a million <laughs> times, it's like you're so bored of them that it's like automatically annoying. And then that's enough slices. Um, <laughs> right one of the thoughts i had was like you talked about like driving to work every day and sometimes you'll take a different route and i wondered if there's a way to do that with this podcast like like to take a different route from beginning to end and i mean that both in the so much of this is perspective sometimes boredom is just i haven't looked at the thing in a different angle or like from a different angle and so Mm. there are there's a sense in which and you know this every guest brings an entirely new dynamic and element to the show and um and then there's like the opportunity to like mix it up with language and like how you say a thing and like why you're saying it that day and stuff like that and actually bigfoot is a great example like that's a nice grenade that sort of casts an entire different light on everything you're doing i think which is really interesting. Did you find that that had... It was a fun one. Like, yeah, yeah. Did it did it sort of refresh you at all, or did you go back to the other episodes and go, oh, here we go again? No, I had so much fun with that episode because it was mm-hmm. with an archaeologist um, who brought so such an interesting sort of perspective on cryptozoology and cryptids in general. Like, mm. as someone who is a hardcore skeptic like all the way over on the like nothing exists sort of like end of things yeah, uh yeah. like extremely far on the on the skeptic end of things and the guest brought a lot of really interesting like things to say about how oh well cryptids fit into like a cultural memory it plays into our natural history as a species and like some really interesting ways of thinking about it that i'd never thought about it beyond like it does it like does it physically exist or not and i hadn't really looked far beyond it but but the guest that was on just had a lot to say about that that really kind of changed the way i felt about it and the way i approached like conversations about bigfoot and so Uh that was really refreshing for me you know i felt like i wasn't just learning a new fact right like learning a new piece of information it was like a an insight and like a perspective shift that I hadn't had before, which was really invigorating for me, but also like a change of format was nice. <laughs> that was also fun. Right, um, right, which right. with each time I'm always worried, like, are people going to be mad because you expected what you were expecting and then you didn't get it right. You got mm-hmm. something different from what you thought it was going to be, but you know, everyone is so kind. Everyone that is, you know, an active sort of listener and member of our like listening community is so nice and they're yeah. very sweet and very <laughs> accommodating and supportive when we do branch out a little bit. So I wasn't necessarily worried. It was really nice to have like, this is different and fun and exciting. And then uh-huh. made me feel a little bit refreshed when it was time to go back to the same old, same old. I think that some of it is like, I feel like I need to personally become more accustomed to routine. Like, I feel like I need to make peace with routine because I have kids now. 
Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you were finding that, especially because we just did this move across the country, right? And we Mm -hmm. got to kind of Mm -hmm. see firsthand how our kids are affected by a huge upheaval to like routine or straight up not having a routine because we went for like a month there when we were like in between living places. We were staying at my mom's for a few weeks, staying in the new house when we didn't have all of our stuff yet. It, there was like no, it was just like objective survive for like a month. And then once it was time to get settled, the dust settled, we got back into a routine. And I, after like a month or two, I start to feel it again. I'm like, we're getting into a routine. Things are getting repetitive. I'm getting itchy about it. Like I, I realized that like I need to just make peace with like for the sake of my kids, <laughs> like mm-hmm. make peace with some sort of structure and routine and be okay with it and be calm about it. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think that's, I mean, some of this is just like convincing your brain it's valuable, right? Convincing right. your brain that routine is valuable. And to that end, I would want to say like, if, People are listening. Maybe this is helpful for you, but it's definitely helpful for people listening to know that what you're doing with your podcast is like really smart and really valuable and useful Mm. for like having a successful podcast because it does two things. It's like a clear hook. People know exactly what it is that they're going to get from this podcast that is unique and doesn't really exist anywhere else. Um, Mm. And and two, it's like uh, it's something for them to expect that you can sort of use to keep you grounded in the thing so that Mm -hmm. they feel at home but it is it does change week to week within those structures and that i think like what one of the things i tell people all the time because they'll come to a podcast they'll press record and they'll wing it right they'll know the Mm -hmm. topic or they'll they'll even have questions for the interview or whatever but they'll they'll sort of just do a different thing every episode just whatever um and I am a big fan of, you know, there's a reason at the top of this podcast, I, it starts the same way every time. And the end of the podcast <laughs> is less structured <laughs> and I'm, I'm sort of flailing trying to figure out how to end this thing. I should probably fix that. I think like... <laughs> you sound to me like you're a Southerner and I think we struggle with ending conversations. Oh so. <laughs> my gosh. Yes. That is so I think true. that's a Southern cultural thing. We're not good at saying bye. Absolutely. So I I, like, I think what, what you are doing with the routine is like really good. And I would obviously like warn against throwing that out. And you seem to know that it's really about making peace. It's really about making peace with that routine. (laughs) It's like acceptance, um, right? Because I like, I like our format. It's fun. And like, I think it's good and I believe in it and I'm proud of it. It's just that thing in my brain. That's like, yes, this is a good thing, but you're starting to hate it because you've done it too many times. I shouldn't even say that I'm starting to hate it because I'm really not. I don't dread it at all. It doesn't feel like a job or anything like that, right? It's just that thing in my brain that's like, this is the same thing you just did. Um, you know, and for that reason, yeah. should do something different. Um, even though I'm like, but this is good and I like it. I mean, because you're um, because you're part of Maximum Fun, I'll bring up the podcast you're probably sick of hearing and talking about, which is My Brother, My Brother and Me. Which is really relevant to this conversation, though, because they have. Oh, I'm a never very sick strict... of talking about my brother, my brother, and me. I love that show. Good, <laughs> <Huge> okay. <fan. laughs> I'm always nervous about that. Okay, so um, I like they they have a very strict structure, and one of the things that you've seen happen over the years is that structure has become almost presumed, but also non-existent. It like doesn't actually <laughs> like there are times when it almost d- doesn't happen. 
And I would say, like, I think you can get to that. I think you're at that stage now where you can start to experiment with episodes that are kind of like that, where in some way, shape, or form, like, maybe the entire show is the intro or something like that, where, like, <laughs> you're you're just trying stuff. And one of the things I always tell people about structure is, like, the cool thing about structure is that you can um, you can totally, like, throw it out as long as like it makes people aware of something happening. Like people are mm. like, Oh, that structure has changed. And it, it actually means something at that moment. And that's Emphasizes already, something. yeah, that's already engaging listening. So like the Bigfoot example is a great one where it's like, Hack, Oh, we're, this is like a person that does a, a person, an animal, a person, an animal person that doesn't exist. <laughs> um, so I think that can be like a really interesting thing to play with, you know? Mm -hmm. I, I liked what you said about like how it is important to have an idea of what you're getting into when you get into it. And then if you are going to branch out and mm -hmm. try something new, experiment with formula, like I also like the idea of because whenever we do guest episodes or anything, I record and edit in after I've already edited and everything, um, an intro that basically explains like, this is what this episode is going to be about. This is the sort of, this is like a couple things we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. You could like, use that opportunity to also like acknowledge this is different like usually we mm. do this but we're not doing that this time we're doing something else yep. because i also like yep. to treat every episode like it could be somebody's first um like uh -huh, it could uh -huh. be someone's first time hopping in right so i like to acknowledge like this is different we usually do something different but this is going to be uh, a break from typical structure so i think like including that in there also for like people who might be listening and thinking about how they can experiment with structure and format and stuff like acknowledging mm -hmm. that if you're like breaking from format uh, could yes. be really helpful for like a new listener who might jump in and not really know what to expect. I, exp I experience that a lot of times when I'm listening to other people's like independently made podcasts, right? Like if you turn on an episode, it's your first one and they just launch right into it. It, yep. I don't know if this is what they usually do. Is this mm -hmm. different? Like, is this a special case? Is every episode different? You know, like I, I like the idea of like leveling with your audience of like, Hey, this is what we normally do, but this time yes. we're doing something different. 100%. And this is making me think, like, I, I, like, leveling with your audience is such a good way of saying it. Like, in, whether you're starting a structure and you're just putting the structure in place, I think it's really helpful to say every week on the show we do this thing and here is where we do this thing. I've, I've always thought that's a really good practice and can feel really grounding for new listeners and really comforting for old listeners, right? Like they just enjoy um, hearing that. Um, yeah. I also, I, I also am starting to think like maybe like this is a new moment in the show for you where you could start thinking of it as a, a series of rules to break, like sort of <laughs> like almost systematically, like every week or two, I'm going to break a rule in some big or tiny way. <laughs> And, and see how people respond and how it gr goes. Um, I don't know. And, like in fun ways, you know, that are you're calling out in the moment. 
Yeah, it that reminds me of uh, a long time ago for like a Halloween episode. I think we replaced one of our categories or maybe just added to it, like replaced it with spookiness instead of like, uh-huh. I, I don't know if it was I instead of aesthetics or just like in addition to at the end, we said spookiness. And that gives me an idea of like, like you said, like rotating through uh, maybe like... Uh, um, not like a rule to break or like, okay, this week we're replacing this category with this other made up category for like, just yeah. for this one. Um, so yeah. I like that. that. Cause that keeps the core format of like, you know, that you're getting into like ratings and reviews. I feel like that's our gimmick. That's like our shtick. Yeah. And yeah. that would let us like stick to that. Like we were honest. <laughs> like, I wasn't lying to you. We are doing that, but like it might help. Um, freshen the format up by being like, well, this week instead of effectiveness, instead we're doing spookiness or, uh, you know, festivity or mythology or something like that. You know, we could do some like cycle through like swapping a category out for something fresher. I like that idea. I'm curious, like, um, and this is not like asking you to decide if you should have done this. I'm more asking just like, do you ever, do you ever have like this gut thing where you wish you hadn't structured the show as much as you did. Cause like it is not just talking about animals, right? Which you could have done. You could have done Like we just talk about a different animal every time we learn things about it. You made it about rating and reviews. Is that something you sometimes are like, ah, I wish I hadn't done that. So in the very beginning, there was a thing that I regretted and we actually changed it because we oh, used cool. to take all three scores and then like, comp- like average them out at the end to give each animal like an <laughs> overall score. And then within the like ranking. 10 episodes, we were like, that's not good. We're not doing that anymore. <laughs> so uh-huh. we bailed on that immediately. Um, Cause basically we would have these animals that were like really, really cool, but like, okay. The goblin shark would be an example, like super cool, really awesome, well-adapted animal, like very interesting to learn about, but it's so ugly that it was getting like a very low aesthetic (laughs) score and then getting a low overall score because that was dragging it down. So basically if an animal was really cute or really ugly, (laughs) that was Uh going to like drastically affect its like rating for us. And we were like, that's not fair. That's no good. So we changed that. But I do, I'm not like regretful at all that we structured it the way that we did, because like you said, like there's nothing else out there like it. Like nobody else is doing a format like this. So it's definitely something that sets us apart. Like it is a, it is something that is, I think a good way to draw people in because like you have not heard a podcast like this before. Like you have not heard one where we, that we, you have not heard another podcast that does what we do. Um, yes. so I'm really thankful for that. There are some times that I worry, you know, I overthink myself. I spent, I, I don't anymore, but I used to spend too much time on Twitter. So I had <laughs> discourse, like my brain was just like deeply steeped in discourse. Right. Uh-huh, and so I'd have uh-huh. thoughts about like, is this unfair? Is this, you know, anthropocentric? Is this, uh-huh. you know, and then I was like, you know what? I, it's very, we're very straightforward about how like we're just having fun and this Mm -hmm. is all for laughs and all for like, Mm -hmm. we're just joking around. It's not that serious. Um, You know, for the most part, we're just, it's arbitrary and we're just goofing really. So I have to kind of put the, I have to kind of put away the Twitter discourse in my brain. (laughs) Yep. 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 (laughs) We don't need to overthink this. This is, this is sort of just a random idea, but I think it's uh, an example of something you could do with other ideas, which is like, um, there's, you know, um, 
what if you mixed it up with like entire sort of climactic moments that like episodes that like sum up so much of what mm. you've done. So in other words, I'm thinking a tournament, right? Like a tournament of, of maybe you've done this. I don't know, but like a tournament of animals around March madness or something where <laughs> you're discussing, you're like literally facing off one animal against the other to see what the ultimate animal is. Um, and you can do that because you've already had all of these other episodes that have done the thing you promise you're going to do. And then you can sort of go back and do something that's climactic and ancillary to that, but is still a part of it, you know, and it doesn't feel mm -hmm. like you're just doing a whole other thing out of nowhere. It has an endpoint, you know, that sort of thing. Like set pieces, episodic yeah. set pieces that play with the concept a little bit more. Yeah, we, we did something like that um, for our first bonus content, for the, our first Maxwell oh, cool. Drive bonus content. But it was just vibes, right? It was just like, <laughs> you know, we picked animals we had done. Like, yeah. I had to pick animals that I had personally done, and Christian picked some that he had done. And we had to pick, like, our favorite, basically, and then face off at the end for, like, which one was yeah. our favorite. Um, mm -hmm. But that was purely just, like, the vibes, right? Like, which one we yeah. personally liked. It wasn't, like, on any criteria or anything just like what yeah. we were feeling in that moment. So, uh -huh. but I like, I like doing some sort of like recap uh, because it does feel like a lot of times we learn so much on the show. Uh, mm. And for people who might be like new to it, sometimes we gloss over things because there may be a concept that comes up later that we've already covered in a previous episode that to us, we might kind of jump over and be like, well, we've already talked about that. But for someone who's new, they haven't heard that before. So, yeah. Um, it, it would be a good way to like bring new people up to speed, be like, yeah. these are things we've learned in the past and, and like refresh some of those concepts because some of the, like, it's a science. <laughs> like We have to learn some yeah. legitimate, like deep science stuff sometimes. Yep. And I, I find myself in just like research gate rabbit holes where I'm like, <laughs> I'm like eight papers deep to learn something that I'm probably going to talk about for two minutes, maybe. Um, uh -huh. Uh -huh. but it's, it's nice to like bring new people up be like this one time we learned about salinity and one time we learned about how much oxygen is dissolved in the ocean <laughs> well if you're one of those people that would need to be brought up because you're new uh i would highly encourage you to check out just the zoo of us it's an animal review podcast hosted by ellen and christian weatherford Ellen, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And I do, I do love your show and I hope everyone checks it out. Thank you. I appreciate you so much. Thanks for having me. 